Hello wrestling fans and welcome to another episode of the 20 by 20 ring crew. Episode 105 is here and as always your host Matt alongside Joe. Yo, 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 what's going on? What is going on indeed? Uh, wrestling's going on in the background as always. We got two rocking t- both TVs today. We got, uh, what's this, ICW I believe. One of the ICWs, I remember it was like a few of them. Outlaw this. Mud Show Bulls. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is... <laughs> This is Pit Fighter X uh, that took place, I want to say, October 16th. Yeah, October 16th. Pit Fighter X2. Yeah, X2. There you go. Yeah, Casanova yeah. Valentine in the ring. Versus uh, versus Akira, who uh, both of them had really Ooh. good showings at, uh, at the first Pit Fighter X. This is, I mean, this right here, that's obviously it's going to be very hardcore wrestling. Very, all a lot of street fighting inside of a pit. Very much, very, very reminiscent to the... What they what they call in WWE the lines dead matches or what have you, uh, but these are a lot better than that. Um, on the on the main screen we're playing catch up a little bit. I'm about seventeen shows behind. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, on the G1 climax, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 climax, the thirtieth edition, thirtieth annual. Uh, but but it's actually by the time we recorded this actually so. Uh, for sure, the, the the tournament's over. I don't know who wins. Um, I'm gonna try to just catch up the old-fashioned way. But you know what? If you're like me and just need to play catch up, it's okay because New Japan Pro Wrestling has a great streaming service, which you can get all the information through our website at 20x20crew.com/podcast/njpw. Get yourself a 30-day subscription on us, and you can catch all 19 shows of the G1 Climax. Also, they're doing New Japan here in the States because, of course, we are uh, dealing with travel restrictions. NJPW Strong happens every Friday night. Uh, There's a lot of great wrestling uh, that you can catch there as well. Uh, Tons of great stuff, man. And uh, obviously, the G1 Climax is easily the most prestigious tournament of the year uh, for anything in professional wrestling. You can fight me on that one. Uh, and also, too, we're gonna see who uh, who's gonna challenge at Wrestle Kingdom, and that's what that's, that's some serious implications here. Absolutely. So, uh, again, that's twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. Thirty days free on us. Catch out all nineteen shows of the G One Climax and watch some of the best wrestling that you will ever see. Currently in the ring, we got. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker himself, taking on Bullet Club's Yujiro Takahashi. Um, but so far, I just we just got done watching Jeff Cobb versus Takagi. That was an excellent match. Uh, surprised that Cobb got over on Takagi there a little bit. I don't know why, but I, I'm a little surprised there. But uh, hell, of a, hell of a match there, and there's tons more to, to come. And it's just it's great to see, man, because you know. Actually, I was I was riding my 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 work van. Uh, I have a work vehicle, and just driving along, <laughs> the, my, the murder van, the murder van, yeah. And uh, I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, like this year, and I know a lot of you probably felt this way too. Like, this year has been so fucking just shitty in so many levels, and you start to wonder, like, man, when's the next time I can go see a wrestling show? When's the next time I get to go to a a concert and all this stuff. And, you know, like I get there's more serious things out there that's going on. And maybe I'm being a little selfish. But, you know, we all, fuck it. We all need to be selfish sometimes. And 
these are like legit things that I think about. And with that being said, it's still great that wrestling is still happening, even if it's very limited. So I I, I know we kind of said it a little bit on this podcast, but I want to take the, 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 the few minutes here to be like, man, like I'm just so thankful that there's something out there. And the fact that we, even though it's later in the year, because this should have been already been done by now, but like we still get G1 Climax and, you know, we're still going to get Wrestle Kingdom in theory, hopefully. And, you know, it's it's just great to see, but it's 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 definitely it's definitely needed because, you know, in, in, in this hellacious world, that's a wrestling term, by the way, <laughs> that we live in right now. Like, it's it's good to have that. And and I just kind of wanted to share that with everybody out there because I would go nuts. I literally would go nuts if I didn't have wrestling to watch. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I too am often guilty of playing catch up, which is fine, but yeah. I'm telling you, like, even if it's, I'm not even saying it has to be new stuff, just yeah. wrestling in general. Like, right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been good. The pandemic, uh, one thing you know, about it was I was able to uh, kind of go back into some archives footage that I've been meaning to watch and I just haven't, you know. Either things came about or I forgot about it. So it was a good time to play catch up. But right now, in, in the month of October, like every week, especially the weekend, like it's it, there's a lot going on out there. Like, like ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if you are really craving wrestling uh, like like Joe and I are, like there's there's tons of stuff out there from obviously the big companies to to all the way down to the small independent companies that were used to wrestling in front of 100 people anyways so like it's there's a ton of shit out there it's really cool to see um because i definitely definitely fucking need it just like uh, i know a lot of you out there do too we just got done praising but now we're gonna break down because that's what we do here we uh we do nothing but bitch and moan about things that somebody <laughs> would say <laughs> and that's what we're gonna do right now we're gonna bitch and moan no actually we're gonna we're gonna critique actually because I have I have my things that I like about this upcoming pay review or special events as we discussed on a, in a previous podcast. Right, They're yeah. not pay per views anymore, um, but there's I, I I have my issue with it. Um, we're talking about Hell in a Cell, uh, October twenty sixth on the WWE Network. You can go through our website at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash WWE Network. It's all one word. And you can get 30-day subscription on us and help support the show. Again, you'll be able to catch Hell in a Cell. You'll be able to catch Survivor Series. Uh, you'll be able to catch every single special event or back when they were called pay-per-views and for WWE, WCW, ECW, and a plethora of other uh, material out there. SmackDown Raw, Nitro, you name it, they got it on there. Uh constantly updating it it is a very good app i've i've always stood by the app even though i don't stand by the company these days the app is really fucking good and definitely worth uh checking out if you haven't done so already and again if you haven't done so please uh help support the show a little bit 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash wwe networks all one word just a, a little extra step really goes a long way in helping us support the show and uh and uh, again, we thank you for for any and all help, and uh, just fact for you guys listening to this uh, to this podcast as always. Uh, but hell in a cell. As of right now, as of this recording, um, we're 
about a week or so out, or a few days, yeah, about a, about a week out from the actual event. Uh, we have four matches uh, that's that's scheduled for the card. One of them is really not really worth mentioning, and that's the Hardy versus Elias match. Um, Elias is back. Kudos to him. Um, I'm not sure where he was. I don't know if it was pandemic related or injury related, but he's back, <clears throat> so that's cool. But um, you got three Hell in a Cell matches on the show. Now I get I get the show is named Hell in a Cell. I get yes. that. You were saying earlier, and it very much looks to be this way, that if not all, the vast majority of the matches are going to be inside the Hell in the Cell. Now, immediately, and maybe other, other for maybe other listeners out there will be like me, the immediate thought was, well, wait a minute, TNA, or Impact Wrestling, formerly known as TNA, did something like this for lockdown and I'm telling you right now that's a really really bad idea you know me man I'm all about the gimmick matches I, I, I love gimmick matches if and when they're done correctly and, and believe it or not they also have a shelf life you know you can't just there is such thing as overkill you can't you can have too many gimmick matches and that was the problem with lockdown uh, back in the day yeah, for TNA where you, you did have that. Where it was just like, we're just going to make a whole fucking pay-per-view full of cage matches. And, and the, the fucking, the little kid in me was like, yes, fucking cage match after cage match. Yeah. And then you go to watch it and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Like, And now it, you were telling me earlier that there's a, a stipulation in one of the matches, so it's not just a Hell in a Cell match, it's an I Quit match, and we'll get to that in a second, but sure. it's like, it, I, I don't, like, what, what sense does that make? I mean, the only time, you know, stipulation on top of stipulation, the only time something like that works is with bacon. When you have bacon with more bacon, that's the only time something like that works. Oh, I just moved here. I'm going to lay down my rhymes and become a huge star. The name's Derpy Bacon. <laughs> Derpy Bacon. <laughs> Derpy Bacon. Oh, 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 that's too good. <laughs> Seriously, though, what's your name? When you put a stipulation on a stipulation, in wrestling, fucking forget about it. No, it no, it just doesn't work. You're, it's the whole point. the The entire point of having those special stipulations for matches it, that that should be the main focus of the match. You've got an, a fucking special caged structure that should be the focal point of of that type of match because that's the type that's the match, not. Oh, now it's going to be an I quit match on top of it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So, I have a, I have a, I have an issue with that. I have an issue. Like, you know what? <laughs> WWE, right now, it seems like they're just re-regurgitating old shit from different places just to see where it, like, if it sticks, if it works. Like, like no one has access to the internet. 
Or like no one has a, a memory uh, from the past 20 or 30 years in pro wrestling. And they're just, hey, we're going to try this all over again. Because <laughs> it worked so great before. Because it worked so great yeah. before, right. And, that, and and that's the thing. It's you know now it's like well we're not we're not just having Hell in a Cell matches anymore, Joe. Like now it's an I Quit match. Now, what sense does that make? It, doesn't that take the piss out of the Hell in a Cell aspect? It does <laughs> because now you don't need like it. It almost renders the cage null and void because now you don't need the cage. The cage doesn't have to play a part now. Yeah. You just have to get the guy to say I quit. And you could do that completely without the cage. I think you could do a lot. You have a lot more free range without the cage, too. I mean, you can go anywhere. You don't have to focus on trying to make sure that you're doing something with that cage. Because we've talked about this on the podcast before. If you're going to do something inside the Hell in a Cell, you should do something with the cell. The well, cell yeah, should be... Yeah. That's the whole any, concept of any it. Cage any cage match. Any cage match, yeah. So... You already have two other matches. You have Orton versus McIntyre. And then you have Bailey versus Sasha, which I want to touch on uh, in a sec here. Those are already like higher profile matches. You I don't I don't really care for the Orton versus McIntyre rivalry, but they did build that up. Yeah. They build it up nicely. Mm-hmm. It, it it works. You know, see? I, I can give credit where credit's due. <laughs> I'll be taking shots all night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they built it up nicely. It's gotten to the point where, like I've like I've said before, this is it. This is it. You know, Orton Orton got over on McIntyre. McIntyre got over on Orton. They've injured each other. They've you know they've they've done ambulance matches. Like this is it. This is the final straw. This is this is the final match. Yes, it's for a title, but the, the rivalry's gotten to a point that like this, they can't go anymore after this. Whoever walks away of Hell in a Cell is not only going to be champion, but the rivalry is over. Because once you get to Hell in a Cell, that is it. You can say the same thing about Uso versus Reigns, because they built that nicely. I finally did went and watch the, the last pay-per-view, which I can't Clash of the Champions. Clash of Champions, or Clash of the Champions. And you're right, it was... It, it was everything that you said it was, and I was pleasantly pleased by how emotional that match was. And when they they decided they were going to do an I Quit match, because the whole concept was Roman Reigns wants uh, Jey Uso to call him the chief. Ever start breathing when you're asleep? Oh, yeah, all the time. They say it's because I'm overweight. Overweight? You? Oh, no, that's crazy. Now, me, I have to get my underwear specially made by this village in the Ukraine. They call me Daddy Round Round. Send me a Christmas card every year. That's some big underwear. My underpants paid for their water filtration system. That's, that's the whole premise of this match. He wants to be called a chief. And he doesn't want anybody else saying it besides Jey Uso. Just acknowledge me as a chief. And for me, even though this is a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, if you put those guys in the ring and say, have your I quit match, and do not exactly what you did, because you don't want to do regurgitated shit, but do essentially what you did in the last pay-per-view, oh my God, do do that. I don't need 
a giant ass cage to get in that get in the way because now you have the responsibility of not only telling that story but you need to justify that steel structure because I guarantee you that whoever's commentating for this, which is probably going to be Cole and Graves, they're going to continuously acknowledge the giant steel cage structure that is Hell in a Cell. And now, as a entertainer, you should have that responsibility to getting that cage over. Because if you don't, then why the fuck are you in there to begin with? And I, that's always been my point with that. You know what? And I could tell you right now, it's already becoming that elephant in the room. Because you've added that extra stipulation. And I quit match was enough. Yeah. It was enough. You don't you don't need now you don't need the cage. You don't. Roman Reigns wants to be declared the chief. That's a story that tells itself. It told itself last month. It told itself throughout throughout all this rival this this rivalry. And it's just yeah, you're right. It's just it's just too much going on. You you're just throwing too much shit at it. And, and you're not going to get enough of the flavor. It's like it's like taking frozen yogurt and putting all this stuff on top of it, and you don't actually taste the yogurt. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just nothing but you know gummy bears and <laughs> sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Some kid somewhere is be like, "What's the problem with that?" That's yeah, right. Part. Um, the Sasha Banks uh Bailey match. I said I don't want to touch on that. That right there was, for me, the main event. And you know what? Here, I thought the same thing. Because initially when uh, everything was announced for Hell in a Cell, you know, not only did they make the poster, but it seemed like they were going to build that matchup much more than they have. And I, I was explaining the map before we started recording... Now I'm worried that this whole Uso Reigns thing, because it seems like it's the hotter ticket, I think that's going to get um, top billing and be the main event, whereas it probably should have been Sasha versus Bailey. They dropped the ball on this rivalry um, throughout the summer because they they drug they dragged out the Sasha Banks Bailey. You know, is Sasha Banks going to turn? Is she not going to turn? And it ended up being Bailey the one turning. And they dragged that out too long. They played really great heels throughout the throughout the summer, but they didn't do build. They didn't give this enough time to grow into the rivalry that it should be, because it was what early September. When when Bailey turned on Sasha and then Sasha missed almost the entire month of September, comes back, has a match on SmackDown and ends in a bullshit fashion, and then Sasha immediately declares a Hell in a Cell match. That's not build up. No. That, that's a rush job if I ever saw one, and that's a shame because Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Anybody that watches WWE knows that this is one of those one of those special friendships that have led to really good matches. You go back to the NXT TakeOver from a few years back. There's a few of them, actually. A couple of them, I should say. With Sasha and Bayley that really just, even to this day, people still talk about. It's really fucking solid matches. And 
you go on to the main roster, they never really had that rivalry, but they really they tugged at it throughout the past couple of years. And here, during a time where you know you really had more emphasis on story structure, it's like they forgot about it until like until it was too late. And it's like, oh, we got a month left. We need we need we need to make this match happen because Hell in a Cell is happening in October, and that's we want to have this match. Like for the once, for the first time in forever, I think I'm thinking to myself, like, are they doing a New Japan style rivalry here? That's just it's, it's stretched on forever. It's been going on for years. Where it's like, is she going to turn? Is she going to not going to turn? And then they wait until like 30 days before the show to say, all right, we're going to do it now. <laughs> you should have fucking started like in June or something. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And they they just did it. I and I and I'll never understand that. And they took the piss out of this match before it ever happened. And look, Reigns and, and Uso, I'm not mad at them for for having more. You know, more headway now. Like they're they're doing great. Like that's good. But Sasha and Bailey kind of got fucked over because of bad booking. And now you have what could have been one of the highest profile matches of the year going to be overshadowed by a rivalry. As much as I like it, a rivalry that's really just a placeholder for Bill Goldberg. <laughs> because that's going to happen. Man, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. It, it's going to happen, though. It's, it's going to happen. And, and Bill Goldberg has pretty much confirmed that it's going to happen. We, did, uh, we didn't dodge that bullet. It's happening. And Roman Reigns is probably going to drop that title after being called Chief, by the way. That's just... You want to talk about taking the piss out of things. Dude, that's so <laughs> disappointing, man. So it, It's so fleeting, yeah. you know? So very fleeting. Um, I... Yeah, I, I just... I, I, can, I can totally wait. That does, that does not have to happen at all. Uh, I will. I will enjoy. Uh, provide. I was telling Matt, provided um, Paul Heyman has his hands all over this uh, USO versus Reigns Hell in a Cell, much like he did the Clash of Champions match. Yeah, I think it'll be another one that's pretty much an instant classic. But if they limit him. Or there's last-minute changes that don't have anything to do with Heyman. Um, it's gonna ruin. It's gonna ruin the product for sure. It's gonna ruin the end result for us. And I think if anybody, not that I'm, I'm hoping, but I think if anybody uh, can sit there and, and overcome a stipulation on top of stipulation match fuck up, it might be Paul Heyman. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to Goldberg, and I'm not looking for looking forward for Reigns to drop that title anytime soon. I really enjoy his work uh, right now, and goddamn, I I can't believe I'm saying that to be honest with you. Well, you know, I mean, one could hope that we we've we weren't too excited about Clash of Champions. Maybe they got something planned that, uh, but. Again, I go back to the whole Goldberg thing. I know we don't want to talk about it, but it is that is another elf in the room. He's coming. He's coming, and it's unfortunate. It's fucking unfortunate. 
Um, because the hell with what Jay Uso's fucking did for you. You know, actually, speaking of, it has nothing to do with Bill Goldberg, but, like, speaking of, like, the hell with good workers, you know, I was listening to the uh, A3 Weeks podcast. Um, they're talking about the the debut on Fox. Okay. Um, the SmackDown debut of Fox, now the infamous Kofi Kingston nine-second match. Oh, Jesus. And, and, and hearing them talk about that match, hearing, hearing Bischoff talk about that match and just... How the whole thing went down, it's... Dude, it, 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 you lose faith in 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 a company because it, it's just, per usual... Like, seriously, guys, listen to that podcast and you'll fucking learn that it really, if you, had, if you didn't know already, that it really doesn't matter what you do for a company. It does not matter one single tiny bit. As long as an executive wants one fucking thing... They're gonna get it that way, you know. It's just, it's the fucking almighty dollar. And for anybody that says that's how it should be, you can go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> if you were a good fucking booker and you believed in your talent, you can get anybody over as long as that person is willing to put in the work. And if you if you tell me that Kofi Kingston it could not get more over than Brock Lesnar or Kane Velasquez, you're a fucking moron. Um, the guy carried the fucking company on his back for fucking six months last year. Anyways, but yeah, like, you hear that shit, and it's like, the hell with what Jay Uso's doing, because he's going to be written out of the storyline sooner or later. And I know I'm taking the piss out of it, ladies and gentlemen. I get it. I know I am. But I'm I, I'm the bearer of bad news here, but it's it's fucking, it's just a realistic side of things. Eventually, a big-ticket celebrity is going to come in, and the fucking workers, the guy that's, put, that's busting his ass to help get the storyline over, is going to get pushed aside for some fucking schmuck who can't even respect the business enough to get in shape for the fucking show. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Goldberg. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Bill Goldberg. Speaking of the Fox bullshit, real quick here, you know, I don't really want to go too much into the fucking draft, which I'm glad they're finally calling it a draft, like I said before. Shouts out to Mercedes Martinez for going back to NXT. That is official? I that, missed that? That is official. Okay, good. So... Fuck the other bullshit, uh, whatever they're called, retribution. Um, I watched I watched the SmackDown, the which was night one of the the draft. I forget what day it was on. I think it was October tenth. Uh, I haven't watched the Raw yet. I might skip through it. Um, you talk about Fox, and there is so much goddamn pandering to Fox. <laughs> It's it's so fuck it's, it's it was so blatant, so I I don't understand why. But this fucking this is one this is one example. The the Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins or Mysterio family Seth Rollins and Murphy angle is getting over in WWE right now to the point where Fox essentially said we want it, we want it on our show. So what do they do? They they drafted Seth Rollins and they acknowledge the fact. In an interview, this is this is a kayfabe interview that you know Seth Rollins is no longer going to deal with that family and all this shit, and he's happy. And later on in the show, what do they do? They draft both fucking Mysterios, and then later on in the night, and I, I guess on WWE Network, they drafted fucking Murphy Mysterios or Mysterii Myster- <laughs> Mysteriosos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's like it was so blatant on, on some of these things. Guys who are who are kind of like fizzling out right now, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, where do they go? They went to Raw. You know, they are long, longer on SmackDown. So Fox, who was all about the sports aspect of things, pretty much now wants all the crazy, ridiculous storylines. I'm surprised Retribution didn't fucking go to SmackDown at that, this point. Um, but it's so much fucking pandering to Fox. USA got the shaft. And, and, and the reasoning is because USA is essentially locked in. Yeah. Raw's locked in on USA Network. Fox is not. You know, Fox will fucking cancel you in a heartbeat. Doesn't matter. Think about Fox. For anyone that watches anything on Fox, it does not matter how successful of a show you are. They'll fucking cancel you if they don't like the fucking... <laughs> X-Files. <laughs> there's, there's so many of that, you would think me and Joe had COVID. That's how much we'd be fucking coughing right now. <laughs> like, there's so many examples of that. Does not matter. Fox will just fucking cut ties with you. But, um... But, yeah, it, it's so much fucking pandering. On top of the fact that, you know, post-pandemic, pre-pandemic and, you know, post-pandemic... There's going to be pan- pandering to fucking Saudi Arabia. So you got Fox, you got Saudi Arabia. When the fuck does de- like WWE just fucking do things for themselves? Is this is this one of those things where we're just trying to tickle the fucking balls of the people with more money that yeah we don't really think about anything anymore besides that? Pretty much. And, and to be honest with you, I think it's just going to get worse because of you know McMahon losing Vince McMahon losing a lot of money. Uh, over COVID, you know, he's he's lost quite a quite a bit of money there, and he's no longer in the what top four hundred billionaires, or, or I think that is is it is a four hundred or forty. Either way, he's he's dropped off that that prestigious list that he he's a part of, or used to be a part of. So he's not too happy with that. And he's trying to make up all the money he can. I mean, I, look. I've had arguments with people about this before, and I'm just, I'm I'm tired of hearing them, you know, money talks. I get that, but I see so many other companies that are, are, are thriving right now in this pandemic, and there's no pandering. There's no pandering. It's just, you know what, fuck it, we'll, we'll put on the best show we fucking can, and it's working for them. You know, I just, it it is what it is. I don't, I don't know, but... I just it, it gets so hard to get attached to any kind of like angle that they're doing because you snap your fingers and it's just gonna fucking just go away. You're gonna get like a Brock Lesnar, you're gonna get a a, a Bill Goldberg, you're gonna get a Saudi Arabia show, whatever it is, some kind of celebrity like Ronda Rousey or something like that. This is gonna come in and fucking just get in the way of progress that you make with all these other wrestlers to the point where. It's just like, what's the point of building these guys up? I know it's the same fucking thing over and over again, but like, kudos to Jey Uso for what he's done, but by next month, are we even going to be talking about him? Probably not. And that's a problem. That is a big problem. I, I don't know, man. I, I have no answers. I have no answers, and, and I don't see it getting any better, to be honest with you. Because it's like, they, they want... <laughs> They want to be, they want to be WWE of old, and and you know be on top of things and be be the sports entertainment destination. But everything they're doing now 
is contrary to that. You know? I don't I really don't know how much longer this is going to work out for them, to be honest with you. I mean I'm again I don't want them to just go under completely, but at the same time, like you're kind of fucking shooting yourself in the foot week after That's week. Where you're headed. So That's for sure. But I mean it, it's just it's it's mind boggling just how how this stuff always happens and it's the same thing and then you hear Vince McMahon saying we need to make money this way we need to do this we need to do that you know he's too worried about fucking trying to make money off his wrestlers you know social media pages he's, he's not putting enough effort into fucking in, in the fucking wrestling that's a whole another fucking can of bullshit there <laughs> Uh, speaking of bullshit, here's Eddie only in the fucking ring. <laughs> Once again, we have wrestling on in the background. Uh, over there on IWTV Live on the second screen, we've got Pit Fighter X2, Eddie only. I don't know who he's facing tonight. I think it's John Wayne Murdoch. Okay. Should be pretty hard hitting, but... Yeah. What's up with, uh, like, Ohio being... Because Eddie only is very proud from being Ohio. Um... Some of Ohio just being a lot of bunch of dirty heels, and I use I use dirty quite literally in this sense. They, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just that's kind of their thing, I guess. I mean, sorry, Ohio. I'm not trying to diss your state, but what's what's up with that? I am. I'm trying to diss their state. And here on the. And, G one, I mean Taichi just just knocked off his leader. He knocked Dude, off. Dude, that Suzuki. was a, you know, I mean, you and I have watched Suzuki Goon matches before, and yeah. you know they're, they're that's one faction. They're not afraid to fucking throw down with each other. That's for <laughs> damn sure. Suzuki, like, I'll teach you to fucking go up against me. <laughs> and sure, Taichi got the best of him this time, but like, goddamn, he had to pay for it in the process. Look at him, he's sweating balls. It's good to see Taichi get a legit run and get get over on on uh, on Suzuki, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> Lij and and and, uh, and Suzuki Goon right, right there. Anytime you get those two factions facing each other, like Civil War each other, man, this is the best fucking matches you'll see. Uh, hats off Taichi though; that's a big win. It is huge. Absolutely. Win. Real quick before we talk about our, our going to our main event here. All right. Um, talk about gimmick matches. You're an NWA guy. I gotta ask you just flat out because I, I don't know. You know, sometimes we kind of warm each other up before off off air, but this is this is really on the spot here. Did you watch the dog collar match? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Okay, so I caught I caught the still photos and like little snippets, but I didn't watch the entire match. Okay. So, referring to, I don't know the exact day, but it was in October, uh, Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee, uh, dog collar match for the TNT title. I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on the match, but, you know, because you think a dog collar match is a very old school style of match. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this then. There's two questions here. First one... Dog collar match, Cody versus Mr. Broly, was that a good booking in the first place? And then two Actually there's gonna be three questions here. Two uh was putting it on dynamite and 
keep in mind, not the one-year anniversary Dynamite on Jericho's 30th anniversary. <laughs> so they did Jericho's 30th anniversary, and then a week later they did a, their one-year anniversary of, of, of the show. So putting it on Jericho's 30th anniversary show, was that the right spot? Should it have been on the one-year anniversary? Should it have been saved for a pay-per-view? And your third question here, and I swear I'm done after this, <laughs> was Cody winning the title back from Mr. Brody Lee the right call? You know, we, li- <laughs> we live in the day of age of, of the internet, and spoilers, they run rampant all over the damn place. You know, he changes his hair from blonde to, 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 to brown or black. I think it was black. Yeah, it was black. Cody. Uh, Cody changes hair. Um, he leaves for a, a couple weeks, month, whatever it was. He goes to film, I, I believe it was a television show. Okay. And he comes back. He comes back with the blonde hair. And, like, you can't help because that's just the way things are these days. You can't help but hear hey, that was the only reason he dropped the title and that was the only reason he changed his hair. So right there, immediately, I have a gripe with, with that. Because now, like... How Hulk Hogan of him. Right? Yes. That's the, fir- <laughs> the, the No, literally, that's mm. the first thing I thought of. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, how Hulk Hogan of him. And don't get me wrong, when, when Hogan did that years and years and years ago, I was a kid. Yeah. And I always was... Like, where the hell is Hulk Hogan? Like, I want to see Hulk Hogan. Where is he? And, you know, you were you were still entertained by all the other wrestling going on to the point where it it mattered to you, but you, you it's still, your mind was still kept busy with other stuff so that when Hulk did return, it, the, the comeback was seamless at its best. And now, these days, fucking forget about it. Like, all that's ruined. It's just, it's out the window. You know what's going on, whether you want to or not. And and for me, that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, between the still photos and all the snippets that I watched, I would say I watched the majority of the match. I don't think I missed anything important from, from what I watched. Um... Again, you know me, I love my gimmick matches. Was this something that needed to be booked? I don't even know, to be honest with you. It, it, part of me feels like it's like out of place. and But I, I feel like that with uh, a lot of how Cody is being booked right now. Mm-hmm. You, have, uh, you have someone like him being booked in like a very traditional manner. And that was the thing. Like, he's going to be the TV champ. They're going to try to follow pretty much that whole Arn Anderson situation where when he was TV champ. And and kudos to them for trying to stick to it. But compared to all the other booking going on, it to me it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And I just... I. It's not... If, if they're trying to make this the ultimate variety show... Mm-hmm. They're still not doing it for me, man. They're just not. I'm. I'll catch highlights here and there of of whether it be dark or dynamite, but I don't watch the shows in full anymore. I'm so disenamored with with the product 
Um, and and I'm not quite there yet, as like comparatively speaking to the WWE, mm-hmm. but it's close, you know. It's unfortunately close, yeah. And I, I uh, uh, so, like, in my four dog collar match, absolutely. Should they have kept it and built it up to for a pay per view or something? Absolutely, especially with full gear being a month away. But it's for the television title, so. It would like logic would have you believe like it would it should be done on TV, but they still should have held off. They mm-hmm. should have held it off to the go home show before full gear. Mm-hmm. That would have that would have gave them momentum, mo- much more momentum going into full gear. I sure. think. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey, I don't I don't book for them, and yeah, I don't think I want to, man. <laughs> <laughs> You brought up, you 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 put on an interesting meme on our Facebook page, twenty x twenty wrestle talk or twenty x twenty wrestling talk. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, it was a it was just a meme. It was it was essentially Cody, uh, Cody thinking he's more like Dusty Rhodes, but in reality he's more like Jeff Jarrett. And I gave my answer. And I don't necessarily agree with that statement. First, first of all, too, the dog collar match for me, it was it was decent. It wasn't great. Yeah, no, it, was, yeah. it wasn't the greatest. It yeah. was decent. You know, they they kept. I mean, and look, they're old school guys. Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone kept bringing up uh, Piper and, and and Valentine. Valentine was in the audience. Yeah, go ahead. I'll <laughs> explain that in a second. <laughs> but uh, but they kept bringing that up, and it's just like, hey, maybe they should stop. Maybe they should not keep comparing. The matches together because they're not quite the same. Um, it was decent though. I, I I enjoyed the match. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it, but you know, for what it was worth, it, it was it was decent. I I thought the booking was a little weird. I I, I I thought how they booked the whole Jericho show was a little weird. Um, it really didn't highlight Chris Jericho the way that they had anticipated. That at least in my head they should have anticipated, but you know, whatever. It what's done is done. You know, again, like Joe said, I, I don't book for them either. But um, all that aside, I just wanted to throw my two cents here. Going back to the the Jeff Jarrett comparison, because we all know how much you despise Jeff Jarrett, and quite frankly, the wrestling world should despise Jeff Jarrett. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Along with Bill Goldberg. I say that like once a month, but whether whether I want to or not, like I'll just, I'll be at work or something. Like, hey, Jeff, Jerry, I, go fuck yourself. I always tell I always tell uh, tell my girlfriend like, hey, like next time you see Joe, ask him what his favorite Jeff Jarrett match is. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man! But yeah, what is your take on on that particular subject? You know comparison to Dusty or, or, or Jeff Chair or just anywhere Cody Rhodes or Cody whatever where you know where is he in your book you you opened up a can of worms that's what you did <laughs> <laughs> because uh, AEW fans in general not all of them but in in a general sense you get a, a, especially their their fanboys and fangirls They'll sit there and praise the product like it's the greatest thing known to man. And I'm sorry to tell you it's not. Yeah. Okay? It's not. And I'm not saying old school wrestling is the greatest thing. But what I will say is this. 
in regards to Cody Rhodes being part of AEW, he does stick out like a sore thumb. Is he the Jeff Jarrett of, of our, our day and age? Um, I know there's a lot of people out there that think so, but I, I, I tend to disagree. Um, Cody Rhodes is, is, is way over, much more over than Jeff Jarrett ever fucking was at any given point in time. And keep in mind, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett was fucking pretty much handed not only a promotion, but a fucking world title in his father's own promotion at one point in his career and still couldn't get over it. <laughs> so I think that speaks volumes about that comparison. You know, it, it's for me, it's as cut and dry as that. Yeah. You know, black and white, boom, done. Sure. Um, I I love I love I, I've run into people who are who are super AEW fans who will sit there and try to talk shit about Cody Rhodes and how oh it's just Dusty Rhodes' son and that's all he'll ever be, blah 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 blah. But they enjoy AEW. And it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Obviously, yeah, that's his son. Like, biologically, I get that. But Cody Rhodes, he's a legitimate professional wrestler with that pedigree. He came to AEW with that pedigree. He's a part of the reason why the product still works. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you, you can't say that about a, a whole lot of second or third generation guys these days. For, for any any amount of reasons, and uh, again, Jeff Jarrett, that it just it didn't work. No matter where he went, because Jeff Jarrett is Jeff Jarrett. He thinks he's over, but he's not. He never was. That's just the way it is. Like, and I wish it was just me hating on Jeff Jarrett, but that's yeah. just the way it was. So, yeah, no, there's comparisons between them two. No, that's. Cody's over. He's been over. You have plenty of AEW fans that'll tell you that. You have plenty of WWE fans that'll tell you that. The same cannot be said about Jeff Jarrett. So, fuck Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> if anybody needs to quarantine it's Jeff the rest Jarrett. of their life, it's Jeff Jarrett. Like, stay away. That's, never come that's back. my ultimate fucking match. That's that's one dream match that I'll book right now. Jeff Jarrett versus Brock Lesnar in a who can fucking quarantine away from professional wrestling the longest match. That's the only way they win. It's like a game of like you know let's let's play the quiet game. Yes. Let's play the stay away game. And while they're at it, uh, I'll add I'll do the stipulation on top of stipulation match. They both whoever holds their breath the longest wins. How about that? <laughs> I I I gotta I gotta piggyback off what you said too about Cody. I you know look I I understand he's still winning these matches or he's still he's still a champion, but I do like the fact that they have gone out and they've reached out at other talent that has existed. It, it, man, it kills me too because like all right, you want a championship to be to be prestigious, mm-hmm. right? 
That's what they're trying to do with this TNT television championship. Yeah. There's got to be a level of prestige to it, right? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you do that? You take your champ and you put him over. Yeah. Week after fucking week after week after week, right? Yeah. It's not fucking rocket science. Now, how you go about doing that will determine one of two things. His level of success or her level of success and a byproduct could be, not always, but could be them that champ getting other talent over. If you can do both of those things at the same time, goddamn, you're doing something right. And that's that's the approach they're taking. I wish they could apply that to each each uh, other set of booking, uh, each each match uh, that they also book mm-hmm. in AEW because. They're not doing that. I mean, we, you and I just talked about having a 16-match fucking AEW Dark episode. Yeah, right. And for what? Yeah. You know? For what? There's no... No. There's, it, you're not getting anybody over. You're just, it's, just, it's just like, hey, man, we don't have shit else for you guys to do, so you're just going to do Dark, all of you. <laughs> anybody standing up with gear on in the back, just come out and wrestle somebody. I don't give a shit. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and, and but and it kills me because you have all those people too. They're like, oh man, Cody, he's just he keeps winning. Like he's putting himself over. I'm sorry. How else do you get a fucking championship over? Yeah. How do you build that prestige with that championship? You don't want it to be a prop. You want it to mean something. This is how it's done. So why would you fucking badmouth that? Yeah, I don't fucking get it. Well, he, he's getting himself—he's getting himself over. He, he's getting that title over, I should say. Indeed, but like, my point too was like they have gone out and they have actually helped bridge the gap with some other some other these wrestlers that you know maybe needed that extra push, maybe needed that that Cody Rhodes match, and you know I'll explain to those people wrestlers out there the way that I explained to my girlfriend who. Who you know likes wrestling but doesn't understand the business? You know, I I I explained in the although I wasn't a fan of the match, I understood the the, the Jericho and Hager versus Chaos Project match, uh, basically Luther and, and uh, uh, Serpentico. Um, you know, she said, "What if Luther wins? Like, I mean, you know, he, he should win this match." You know, because I you know I, I explained the history that they had and all that stuff. And I was like, "You gotta understand, sweetie." Like. Wrestling isn't always about winning. Getting over doesn't mean you win a match. Being there, getting a main event spot, and then putting on a good show, which they didn't. They did. They, they did two out of three. the The match itself was not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the the attempt was there. That right there, that is what professional wrestling is. You 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 can lose a match and still get over. You look at something that happened in the the anniversary show for uh, AEW Dynamite anniversary show, the match between Cody and, and, and Orange Cassidy. Now that match went the twenty minute time limit, and with the exception of the for me, I think for a lot of people out there, the kind of tired Orange Cassidy gimmick, uh, the hands in the pockets, and the it, there's too much time that's being taken. If you're if you're gonna do a twenty minute time limit, it's too much time. That's being taken by doing shit like that, but for the time that was wrestling, it was a really good fucking match. Yeah, 
and Cody wins. No problem. Sorry, Cody doesn't win. Cody retains. Yeah, Cody retains. Yeah, there's no issue there. But Orange Cassidy continues to get over. They're trying to push the guy. It's working. And even though he doesn't walk away as champion, he has that new level of 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 uh, being legitimate. And that's it's just, where that where that goes from there. Just depends on how they're going to book them. But the the point is, he's got over. And for anyone that, that, that can't fucking comprehend that and thinking that a champion winning most of the time is is bad for the business, doesn't you got to rethink wrestling because flipping a championship over from guy to guy to guy is 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 about as useful as the fucking twenty four seven championship. <laughs> it means absolutely fucking nothing. Doesn't mean shit that our truth is a fucking sixty time champion, sixty times or, or whatever he is. Yeah, I no, mean, it's it's gotta it's be. It's up there. It's up there, dude. But you know, I mean, Cody's gonna lose that belt again, and and hopefully it means something. I, I don't like how they treated Brody Lee. I thought this was a great great move for 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 giving him that belt. But it's like you look at it and like he 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 got Macho Man. Yeah, and, he did. And, and not even for you know, I mean, Macho Man at least got it for a year. He got it for a month. Yep. And that's 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 really shitty for me. I mean, but you know that part aside, yeah, going to the the, the whole Jeff Jarrett comparison and all that stuff, it's it's not a comparison because they there is getting new talent over, and also being over yourself. And and Jeff Jarrett, I mean, he couldn't get. <sighs> You put him up there against anybody. He could, he could fucking take the young bucks and turn them into fucking jobbers yeah, overnight. He could. That's talent right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so before we uh, before we hit our main events, uh, I do want to give a special shout out to our uh, our good friends over at Rays, ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, at the end of October. We're hit, about to hit the holiday season upon us. Can you believe that? Man, coming up, coming up too quick. But uh, hey, at this point, I welcome it, man. I can't wait for this year to end. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are gonna be looking for a special gift for that special someone, ladies and gentlemen, as always, save money in the process. Go to our website at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash raise and never pay without a gift card ever again. Yeah, don't pay full price. I mean, uh, the other day I was on there, and uh, you know, j- just for example, Macy's, okay. like seventeen percent off. Well, like right off the bat, like why would you want to pay full price when you could easily make the same fucking purchase for seventeen percent off? You know, yeah. And these these are these are obviously hard times for a lot of us, and and we need to find ways to to really stretch out a dollar as much as we possibly can. And you can easily do that over at Raise. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Raise. Help out the show while you do it. And also, more importantly, save money and have a good holiday season. So the time is upon us. This is, this is a topic that Joe and I have been wanting to talk about since we saw the article uh, about a month or two ago. And it involves one of our favorite promotions, and that is Ring of Honor, who currently right now is having a phenomenal, 
phenomenal tournament. The Ring of Honor Peer Tournament to crown the new Ring of Honor Peer Champion. A championship that's been gone for about 14 years. Uh, it is making a return. You can catch every episode for free over at our website at 20x23.com slash podcast slash fight. That's F-I-T-E. Every Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. It is absolutely free. But if you want to check out all the other stuff that's on there, wrestling, boxing, MMA, bare-knuckle fighting, all that's on there as well. Save money while you do it. Become a new subscriber through us and receive $15 worth of free credits through us. Absolutely free. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E. You have to be a new subscriber, but uh, you do that and you, get, you save some money on some really good wrestling. I know... Uh, United Wrestling Network's on there, uh, which is the NWA show. That's really that, that's been really good. I've been really enjoying that. Tons of great stuff on there. So uh, definitely check it out. But Ring of Honor uh, of current is not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about Ring of Honor of old a little bit. Some of it new. Um, but these this is the list uh, of the ten worst Ring of Honor world champions in the history of the company. And um, I'm excited. <laughs> they 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 have it ranked. I don't know if it's in any specific order. I'm just gonna go by how I see it on the website. Yeah, that's fine. And then we can just discuss it here. Uh, the very first one is Homicide. Wow. Okay. So yeah, the, I I would assume he's at the bottom of the at yeah. the bottom of the list. So three, he's he's not that bad. Three title. <laughs> yeah. Three title defenses. Um, he, he lost it to uh, Takeshi uh, Morishima, who I believe is also on this list. Um, <laughs> he won it pretty early. This, this is this is pretty early Ring of Honor. This is probably mid-2000s. Because um, there's a picture of CM Punk and, and Samoa Joe here. CM Punk left the company, I want to say, 2005? Yeah, I think it was 2005. So, um, three title defenses, and then afterwards... Uh, never got another shot at the title for until 2011. It's about six years after that. Kind of fizzled out with the company. What is your take on 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 Homicide as Ring of Honor champion? Uh, Ring of Honor champion Homicide. I think for the time was was a good call. Yeah. Uh, I think three title defenses wasn't enough. And I, to be honest with you, I think if they would have stuck with him, they would have, they kind of would have, it would have been like a double-edged sword. Because here you would, you would have a consistent champ who was, was willing to fight, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and defend that title to no end. But I think because of the, the, the style that he boasts, I think they might have pigeonholed themselves into... A much more extreme promotion, and I don't. I think that's probably why they didn't keep him around as heavyweight champ. And to for me, I, 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 what I, what I really, what I really wish they would have emphasized more was the the battle of the world champion and the pure championship, because obviously the pure championship really emphasized what Ring of Honor was originally about. It's, it's, it's about honor, of course. It's in the name. Not that the, the world championship is, you know, this 
you know, mud show wrestling type title belt, as, as some people <laughs> would call it. <laughs> but you know, it was it was the new the new face of Ring of Honor. It was kind of like where that where Ring of Honor was going. You still had wrestling in it, but then you you know, Ring of Honor was willing to go that extra mile for whatever rivalry they were at. I mean, we look at some of the best matches that I've seen. Homicide, I mean, Homicide and Cobana go, you know, that, for me, one of the all-time best matches I've ever seen in Ring of Honor history. And it's, it, you know, even though that's not what Ring of Honor was originally bred to be, you know, that variety show mentality, that that's where I think they dropped the ball with it. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying become the next fucking ECW or CZW or whatever, whatever was going on at the time. But, it, you know... To be like, you know what, we can do that too, but do it when when, when appropriate. Yeah, like any wrestling show should be. I I, I don't. Know. I, I I always look back at that at that uh, at that title reign and just be like, they they really could have emphasized that more, and really could have helped Homicide even more get over faster. Because that's a guy that had to fucking grind for everything that he ever had in the yeah, business. Still does. Still does. Yeah. Uh, next up on this list is a kind of a more recent one. Uh, it is Kyle O'Reilly, which many people forget that he was even a world champion. Uh, I think he had one title defense. I'm pretty sure he won that at a Wrestle Kingdom against Adam Cole. That he did. And uh, maybe had a title defense. That was a product of just he was leaving the company. Yeah. And... <laughs> And that's that. That's uh, bad booking is what that was. <laughs> um, here you have two guys that are essentially leaving the company. And I think Kyle was going out first. But, uh, I mean, your ring of honor, I mean, you... Well, what, what what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to persuade could, him to stay? Or? No, no, no. I could tell you what it was, if okay. anything. He had his mind already set. He was leaving no matter what. Okay. That's Ring of Honor saying, hey, you're getting the title, even if it's for a short time. So that way, when you go to to WWE, guess what? You're going to be, you're going to do us the favor and you're going to lend back some of that prestige of, of, of that superstardom that you're about to face. You know, simple as that. I I mean, I believe you, but that's that's silly. It, it, it <laughs> that's is. Silly. It, it is until, until, you know, like years down the line, you know, you're having to sell pay-per-views and TV shows and, and DVDs and all kinds of shit and streaming services. Because guess what? That, that looks better on that resume than just Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, dude, I love Kyle O'Reilly. He's one, of, he's one yeah. of my favorite wrestlers, like, ever. So, um, But I, I really think that that's the truth of the matter. And... Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Good start to a show. Yeah. Oh, what show? What show? We're this watching? is ICW No Holds Barred, number seven. Uh, this is this one's called a Deathmatch Horror Story. 
and they had a pumpkin. <laughs> they had a pumpkin with uh, what did it say? Fuck COVID nineteen and fuck cop cop cars or cop calls. I think it was just fuck the cops. Oh, fuck the cops. Yeah. Okay. It's a good start. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly, one of my favorite wrestlers, and um, it sucked. It sucked that they, it was like, oh, you're on the way out, you know, do this favor for us. That, I think that was shitty on Ring of Honor's part, um, but I, I think I understand why they did it. Kyle O'Reilly, is he going to be the next NXT champion? He fucking should be. He really fucking should be. And, and not to take anything away from... Uh, Hell of a match. Yeah, Finn Balor. That was one hell of a match. And uh, hell of a match. I I hope they I hope they do it again at some point down the line once Finn is uh, nice and healthy again. Um, I would love to see that return match. And for my money, when it happens, I would love Kyle O'Reilly to be NXT champ. <clears throat> Next up on this list here is the legendary. At least I think he's legendary, Jerry Lynn. Fucking Jerry Lynn, dude. Oh, my God. Another one of my, my favorites. Like, fucking loved, wa- favorites, yeah. Yeah, loved watching him uh, wherever he fucking worked. Um, really, really, really loved watching him in ECW. Because for me, he was um, he was kind of a styles clash with those guys. Yeah. Because he wasn't that, that extreme wrestler. He was just a wrestler. And he'd come in, and you know, once he adapted like the the Gotch style pile driver, yeah, I was like, wow, he's just for me. He was the complete package, man, and uh, I loved every bit of it, especially him versus Rob Van Dam. One of the best rivalries in professional wrestling, bar none, shit, dude. And you know, too, like Jerry Lynn in ECW, by the way, he came in at, at, at the perfect time because that was during a time when they were losing all their mat technicians. To, yeah to the bigger companies, mainly WCW at the time. When he came in, it was just like, again, you had that that style of wrestling that they tried to emphasize back in the mid-90s, or earlier 90s, I should say. And even though they lost a good chunk of that, they had something back in the way of Jerry Lynn. And, and let me tell you something, that's, that's no small feat right there. That's huge. Uh, Jerry Lynn in Ring of Honor, uh, he was 46 years old. When he won that title. Kind of up there in age when it comes to pro wrestling. And that's the reason why he's on this particular list. Saying that he was taking uh, opportunities away. And this is from the Sportster, by the way. Uh, Taking away opportunities from guys like Roderick Strong, Chris Hero, and guys of that nature. You agree with that? You disagree with that? What's your take? When you mentioned Chris Hero, that was that was their mention. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. So it was a Sportster. Sportster. Sportster's the website. Yeah. Okay. When they mentioned Chris Hero, don't get me wrong, Chris Hero, especially Chris Hero of old. Yeah. I mean, he had he had the not fat Chris Hero. <laughs> he had the swagger. He had he had all the confidence in the world. And he made things look so fucking smooth in that ring. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I necessarily would have bought him as world champ for Ring of Honor. I, th- I think he came close. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you have someone like Jerry Lynn, whether he was 46 or 56, like, he still wrestled yeah. the way they needed him to. A very pure, you know, very traditional, if you will. And I think that's that's something that Chris Hero wasn't doing. And, and that's not necessarily a knock at Chris Hero, because what he was doing was, was pretty awesome. But yeah. I just don't think he was was heavyweight title material. Okay. At, at least yeah. not for me. And then, but you mentioned guys like Roderick Strong. Now I don't know about you, but throughout his Ring of Honor career, throughout Roderick Strong's Ring of Honor career, that was one guy who I thought should have had the title at least once. Easily, easily, easily. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially the 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 times when uh, like. When no remorse core was going on mm-hmm. and all, oh my god, dude! Like, you want to see some awesome fucking Roderick Strong shit? That period right there, him and uh, uh, the Wolves. Yeah, dude, I was like, I was all about that shit, man, all about it. And and wouldn't you know, who was one of the bookers during that time? Jim Cornette. Oh my god, you would have. Who would have thunk? Good wrestling? Yeah. Sensible, fucking cross your T's, dot your I's. Good booking? Who would have thought? Maybe the crazy old bastard knows what he's talking about after all. Jesus. But, <laughs> um, I, I want to piggyback too because I, I really hate uh, when anybody, any kind of article points at age maybe because i'm getting older in this world (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not the young guy i used to be but uh you look at at an age of 46 and yeah you were like oh yeah he's kind of old or whatever but you look at what jerry lynn was doing in that ring i mean doesn't age essentially just become a number if he's still performing at a high level and on top of that i look at i look at jerry lynn as, as as a champion at that time as a way of helping getting younger talent over, if booked correctly, yeah, and you know that's essentially what the the concept was. It wasn't to take the opportunities away; it was to give them a legitimate opponent. And eventually, someone was going to knock off Jerry Lynn, and somebody did make it mean something. That's to me. That's that's a, that's a, that's an easy book right there because you got a guy like Jerry Lynn that can work with fucking anybody, work at, at you know, and and really. How many people can you name off the top of your head that's going to outwork Jerry Lynn? Right. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I have all the confidence in the world if, if I'm a booker. He can. He can get the job done. If you're booking a world champion for any promotion, what should matter are two things: one, the prestige associated with that title, and two, getting it over. Yeah. Your your fucking world champ could be 65. Your world champ could be Ric Flair. Yeah. How many fucking years did Ric Flair do it, quote-unquote, past his prime? Sure, yeah. You know? Still got that fucking title over. So you can't tell me that that, that age is, is is always a factor here, because yeah. it's not. For me, as of right now, Jerry Lynn is, if we're going from from least worst to, to worst, Jerry Lynn is, like, number 10. He's the least yeah, worst. Yeah, he should have been 10. Yeah. Um... Next up on this list is a guy that's just been dealt with controversy for the past like five or six years. 
unbreakable Michael Elgin. He's actually kind of breakable these days. Um, he's in rehab now. Yeah, is he? Okay. Yeah, for uh, for pain painkillers, opioids. Okay. Uh, so he won the title. Um, there was a lot of things going on at the time uh, with him between him and Ring of Honor and his personal life. He's dubbed here as one of the shortest reigns. I think I think uh, O'Reilly had a shorter reign, but seventy six days, just a little over two months as champion. Uh, they definitely were riding. They were riding with him for for quite some time, rightfully so, because in that era, and I know you and I got the the, the pleasure of seeing him live a few times. There wasn't many people having better matches than Mike Elgin. Dude, that that show where we're at, it was a War of the Worlds show in Chicago. And uh, I remember this so vividly because I was still on crutches from from losing my toe. And we got to see him tear the house down with fucking Ace. Yeah. Um, And that was something that I just didn't expect that night. Yeah. And it was such a fucking awesome match. They stole the show. Yeah, they did. They really did. They did. Um, This is one of those, like, what might have been. You know, it's it's just a really... A series of unfortunate events here. Uh, Michael Elgin as, as world champion of Ring of Honor. What could have that done? What what could have that done for the company? A lot of things. There was a yeah. lot of potential in that. Uh, if you if you listen, he was so hot at that time. If if you listen to Jim Cornette, uh, Jim Cornette, uh, his opinion of this specific situation was that Michael Elgin got got his head too big. And and pretty much uh, let his ego uh, start cashing cashing checks that he couldn't he couldn't cover, you know. And uh, I guess that's what led to his short reign, which is unfortunate because as hot as he was, he should have just fucking stayed humble. Yeah. If he would have stayed humble, like man, I, not that they weren't legitimate a legitimate promotion already, but. He could have been a guy that you could have basically took anywhere. Yeah, and it, much like a Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. And hey, I'm gonna go. I want to defend the title for this promotion or in this promotion, and it be completely legitimate. Um, and yeah, he's one of the few. He's one of the few that you could actually say that about. Yeah. Uh, number number six on here. Uh, the title ran that I, I I admit that I'm not too familiar with. It's uh, James Gibson who. Same here. I don't remember this. This was this was early on, early years. Uh, I'll just read verbatimly what it says here on the website. Uh, while ROH's early days are lauded as having held some of the best matches wrestling, the quality mat- of matches in 2005 compared to today has not held up as highly. Gibson was a reliable champion at the time, but his matches are not ones that get better with age. I don't necessarily agree with everything that they said about the wrestling then, because I thought some of the wrestling back then was really good. But uh, yeah, James... well, they also thought Jerry Lynn was too old. So yeah, right. <laughs> uh, James Gibson as champion. Uh, by the way, James Gibson. Uh, Try to think of his name in WWE. Um, I can't think of his name. I can't either. He was. He had a. He had a. He was the the. He had a. Like a redneck persona. And, oh, uh, was it Jamie Noble? Jamie Noble, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's Jamie Noble. Um, 
in WWE. Yeah, I just, I just don't remember it. So it's really not he's much got, I can say he's about He's got a hell of a, uh, of a booking mind. Um, does he? He does. Okay. Um, I, I've, heard, I've heard quite a few interviews from different people uh, how impressed they are with with his 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 common sense approach to booking pro wrestling so but um, it goes a long way these days there's a little bit of common sense uh, right so but uh yeah no i i honestly can't say that i remember his reign yeah, at all i don't remember it at all i think it was pretty short too um and i kind of want to skip this number five guy yeah i want to skip number five who just showed me the picture no, this this Just is the whole up. this is the whole fucking reason I wanted to talk about. Well, that's this. what I'm saying. Skip them for the last. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah save them for last. So we'll come back to them. Yeah, that <laughs> number number four is uh, is Christopher Daniels, which I'm going to tell you right now. It's because of his age as well. Um, I agree with this more than Jerry. Lynn. I agree. Actually, I agree with this. I don't agree with the Jerry Lynn one at all. I agree with this one because it really didn't mean shit. Uh, Christopher Daniels winning the title it just it came at a time where he was a transitional transitional champion that really they had nothing for and by the time he won the belt I mean I know age is not it's just a number but like you if you watch Christopher Daniels matches nowadays I know he's an AEW you can tell the guys beat up yeah he's, he's aged I'm not shitting on him I'm not shitting on on, on, on the fallen angel but it just it just didn't have it anymore. It was it was like it was ten years too late. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really what it comes down to. It is definitely not on Christopher Daniels, one of the best workers the company. But they the gave it to him seen. because he's reliable. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. You know, all the things you need in a champion. In a, well, not necessarily a champion, but in a in a good wrestler. Yeah, that's Christopher Daniels, man. Yeah, he is. I mean, and he's a guy that. You know, kind of like a kind of like a piper, if you will, in the sense that he's not going to be defined by the titles that he won. But he's, in the wrestling sense, he's had he's had so many countless, just amazing matches. I'm not going to put a fucking star on it, but amazing matches that have existed throughout the years. So again, I'm not shitting on it. I'm not. I don't think the website's shitting on it either. But this title reign was not great. No, it wasn't. Uh, next up is is low key. Oh boy, <laughs> he's another one. He was the first. He was the first champ. Yeah, he's another one where you. It, it's like he lets his mouth overrun, uh, his talent, and and that's unfortunate because he's 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 a legitimate wrestler. I yeah. mean, he can go. And, you know, over the years, we've seen him, like, say shit or do shit that you're like, what the fuck are you doing, Loki? And he just, like, he could give two shits. You know, uh, what was that? The, was it that first uh, blood sport? Matt, was it, it was the Matt Riddle. It was Matt Riddle one, yeah. yeah. And so he's he's supposed to show up and fight. And then and Matt, he, he's supposed he, to fight Matt Riddle. Yeah, he's, and he fucking, I don't know if he chickened out or whatever, he but he... no-showed. He no-showed, no and... and uh, Pretty much was like fuck that. I'm not doing it for whatever reason, whether it was money or, or some other reason. But he did the role of favor though, because we got Matt Riddle versus Monroe Suzuki. Yeah, which yeah. <laughs> at, at, as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, fuck Loki. I don't give a shit. Like, 
But I mean, it, you know, he's in MLW now. Yeah. And he's he's doing doing what he does, and it's it's fine. Like I don't I don't mind him at all. But over the years, yeah, he's he's just been that guy. He's been that guy where like he just seemingly like fuck this. I'm I've had enough success. I'm gonna go just fuck it all up by doing this. And yeah. He, and he does it. You know. And and I agree with that statement here. The, the website's kind of weird on it. You know, they they mention his his wrestling style, and how it's just not as good as others. Pretty much, his his how he says, uh, the athleticism and charisma of the champions who came after him were much higher than what Loki was known for. I, that seems kind of a weak argument. I think uh, from from because really that's that's all perspective based, and that's that's really comparing. Loki, who does have an unorthodox style, he does, and saying that he needs to be like everybody else, that's pretty much what that what, what that statement's saying, and that's not true at all. It shouldn't be that way. But the problem with Loki is that you tend to forget about him because of that massive fucking ego that he has. Exactly. And I, and quite 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 honestly, I don't know where the fuck that comes from. He's good. But I mean, the guy thinks he's fucking Ric Flair or something, and he's not. He's not. He's just not. If he was a Booker, he'd be Jeff Jarrett. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that ego is just too goddamn Fuck high. You, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Number two is I, I, I talked about him earlier. Uh, is Takeshi Morishima. Um, essentially, the 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 website here is just, is just pretty much saying he didn't get over. Do you remember this title reign? Uh, I remember it vaguely, and and you know what? I think this was one of those decisions, like, hey, let's uh, let's let's give the title some international flair, and you know, again, you've got to. At the end of the day, you you want your title to be well traveled, mm-hmm. um, but for all the right reasons. And I think this was Ring of Honor's way of trying to make their world title very worldly, but just at the end of the day, just failing. And here's another problem, too. You do that, you do all that in in his third match in the company. That, too. And, it's and that's, like, that's bad booking there. It is. It's very bad booking. Because you, you, it's 2007 when this has happened. You're five years into into the company now. So you have a fan base. Yeah. You have a fan base, and you insult their intelligence by saying this guy who just showed up here, and now he's the best guy on your roster. It doesn't work that way. I mean, that's a very WWE move to do, and it backfired on them. And then for that, you have a pretty forgetful championship reign. Now, the last two are very current, and uh, this one they got number one. Again, I don't think it's in any specific order. Okay. Because it, it really, if that's the case, this really shouldn't be, because this is like number 10 or 9 for me on the list. Sure. Um, and then that's Roosh. The, Roosh. The current Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, Whose contract is up at the end of the year, by the way. Well, they got some decisions to make. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I, I think you can sum up the, this title reign in, with with uh, two words. Unfortunately, and that's COVID nineteen. Yeah, that that's the gist of it, man. And, and <laughs> it sucks because 
from what we got to see before COVID-19, he was poised to make one hell of a fucking impact in Ring of Honor. Uh, not that he already didn't, but wow. You know, the just the possibilities and, and the... Um, just the pure potential of the situation. Yeah. Like, totally made me want, want him to, to stay champ. And, you know, the, the article does mention, too, that his title reign not only comes in the pandemic, but also it comes during a time where Ring of Iron lost his luster. And I'm going to I'm going to counter that because yet, although Ring of Honor lost his luster before him as champion, Roosh is the guy that's going to bring that luster, was supposed to bring that luster back. Absolutely. And he was doing that. He was doing that. He was doing exactly that. Again, so I go back to my original statement, COVID-19 is the reason why this current championship reign by Roosh is, I wouldn't say a failure, but not as memorable right now because there's no wrestling. Or he's not wrestling. Right now, Ring of Honor is focused on the pure championship. There's no, no other champion is there. No other champion is being you know on TV or what have you. It's a product of a pandemic, unfortunately. But when things go back, for my money, for what's on, who's on that roster right now, I'm still running with Roosh. Absolutely. I, I mean, if if you watch this guy work, if you if you hear this guy talk, if you look at his fucking mannerisms, he's he's the fucking total package. He, he keeps and, you and on he, your toes. Well, yeah, and he's another guy, all nine of mine. He's another guy where, <laughs> as long as he's got that title, he could go to Mexico. Yeah, and still have have that swag and have that sway with that title. Yeah, and come back and just and just keep adding to to that that healthy lineage that mm-hmm. it should have. I mean, man, I would I would love to see, you know, if if if, if travel restrictions weren't a thing, you know. A Ring of Honor in New Japan can rekindle that relationship, and you got fucking Naito two belts and Roosh with his title, and just oh my god, so many missed opportunities because of this fucking pandemic, which kind of leads to what I talked about at the beginning of the show. But I digress. Roosh shouldn't really be on this list. It's really not his fucking fault. But we'll put an asterisk. Yeah, next to but his there, name. there was a there was a few asterisks on here yeah. too. I, I we wanted to talk about the list. We didn't necessarily say we agreed with it. But we do agree with this last one. He should be number one on the list. He is all, like... All-time worst champion. All-time worst champion. Except for Jeff Jarrett. And so, Jeff Jarrett wasn't even a Ring of Honor champ. He's just fucking terrible. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff Jarrett. But no, we are talking about the one, the only, PCO. What in the fuck? Whose idea... Was it to book this guy as Ring of Honor World Champion? It makes me angry just thinking that it happened. How do you <laughs> how do you go how do you go from like having the Bullet Club and the Elite and all those guys and them leaving and realizing you guys are in for some fucking trouble and be like, hey, you know what we need to do to save our company? Give PCO the World Heavyweight Title. What the fuck? Do you remember the first time? And I say the first time because unfortunately it's happened multiple nah, times. Yeah, we gotta talk the, about this. Remember the first fucking time you and I are sitting there and he's fucking wrestling somebody and he just dives out of the ring 
on the wrong side of the fucking... It was Matt Taven. It was Matt Taven. Yeah. Even Matt Taven was like, what the fuck are you doing? Didn't know what the fuck happened. Nobody knew what the... Nobody knew. Who was the guy that came out with PCO at the time? Destro. Destro. Even he... Yeah, Destro was looking like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Matt Taven's on on one side of the ring, and, and, and PCO went to go... You know, do the the suicide dive. Yeah, suicide dive. And you know, a lot of guys when they do that, they'll go on the outside of the ring, bounce off to gain momentum. The motherfucker just jumps through the ropes. Jumps through the ropes. Just jumps through the ropes. And and I believe Matt Taven's words were, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah, like he, it, you it, could hear him yeah. say that. <laughs> well, because there was there was a play, there was other fuck ups in that match where you, you Matt Taven, you you can clearly see hear Matt Taven go to the ref like. Let's go home. Yeah. Because he's had enough of this shit. <laughs> he, and then they come to find out, after the match is over, it comes out in amongst the dirt sheets that it's true. Like, he legit fucking forgot what side of the ring Matt Taven was on and just decided to do the suicide dive. And you hear that shit and you're like, he's your world fucking champion. Yeah. yeah. This guy. What the fuck? He did it. He did it again as champion, and he went to the hospital. Like, oh, that yeah, because that the it was like the second time. Yeah, he I mean, fucking busted his shit open. It was like yeah. twenty one stitches. Yep. Yeah, it was fucking Concussion nasty. Yeah. The whole nine and like dumbass. And and the thing was too, like I, I said this. I remember saying this when it happened, and um, <laughs> the first time I had said like putting on my Booker hat, I'm going to him and saying, you don't do any more dives. Yeah, you don't do yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like I, I have to be able to trust you. I have to be able to trust you as a booker because insurance or no insurance or whoever is in fault, my fucking name is on this fucking card. <laughs> I'm not having somebody fucking lose their fucking life because they decided to fucking just jump. Because I mean, it wasn't all, it wasn't just that he was doing shit off the top rope that he wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah. I just, I remember so much just seeing him in person at a at a Black Label Pro yeah, show. We're, yeah, even like and and my daughter was with us that one time. Yeah, yep. And so he does this fucking dive off the top rope onto the outside onto the mat, right? And she's freaking out because she's like, he's gonna kill himself. Gonna kill himself. She yeah. she said that old man is gonna die. And I, I, dude, I'm so surprised that he made it through the rest of that match because the bumps he was taking were just like fucking so stupid, so unnecessary. You don't need to do all that shit. You just don't. We're watching ICW No Holds Barred. It was the Deathmatch Horror Story. We got uh, Neil Diamond Carter versus Drexel in the ring. If you watch deathmatch wrestling, you're like, these guys are very so unsafe. And I'm not going to say you're and defend deathmatch wrestling. I do enjoy it from time to time. These guys have nothing on PCO. <laughs> yeah, PCO is like legitimately trying to kill himself. Yeah, PCO is the most unsafe wrestler I, I, I have ever laid eyes on. And the fact that anybody would give him the their top title is beyond me. I don't want the guy wrestling in my fucking ring, let alone walking around as my with my championship belt. I easily, easily, PCO. I would take R Truth sixty fucking title reigns. Yes, over PCO's one Ring of Honor World Champion, the absolute worst Ring of Honor World Champion in the history of the company, 
and I will take this to my grave. So long as this company is around, he will remain the absolute worst. Because if anybody's ever worse than PCO, I'm fucking done with wrestling. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it anymore. You hear that, Jeff Jarrett? Don't get any fucking ideas. Yeah. Stay stay home. Stay, stay home. You're at. Um but yeah, that's uh, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh interesting interesting list. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but uh it does put things in perspective, uh the the long list of, of champions that have occurred and it does. And uh you know, some of it, some title reigns again they, they end because or they're 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 dubbed bad because of uh circumstance depending on you know with with Rouge or Kyle O'Reilly you know the the age thing you know age is just a number but I I did agree with the Christopher Daniels one but uh but overall I mean you look when you look back at at the the top 10 worst I out of all of them you know don't remember James Gibson PCO is fucking garbage but quite frankly if that's your if that's your worst I'll take that any day of the week, and that's why Ring. Yeah, yeah, and that's why Ring of Honor kind of stands out as one of the best wrestling promotions around, with or without the elite. You fucking fanboys, they're doing <laughs> just fine. But uh, but that's gonna do it for us for episode one hundred and five. We're gonna wrap up the month of October, heading into November. So whenever you listen to this, happy Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. Try to enjoy it amidst all the chaos that's going on. And uh, just really enjoy yourself this uh, this holiday season. It's going to be fun going into the the holiday months. And before we go, I do want to say, uh, I do want to give a special shout out to our good friends over at Junction Collectibles. Because this holiday season, what better way to tell the one you love how much you care for them than with a beautiful new collectible figure that you can get over at our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash junction collectibles they got pops they got action figures they got a plethora of collectibles and uh man i'll tell you what they got everything that you'd be looking for great guys absolutely willing to work with you and and on, on anything and everything and trying to fulfill your needs and uh, as always they are going to do it with a special discount if you use the promo code 20x20 november you're going to get 25 percent. that's right i said 25 percent off your next purchase whatever it may be and uh, man you can't beat that in price man no you can't and uh for what it's worth they offer layaway which oh. which I don't know very many places that do that these days, but uh, yeah, um, Junction Collectibles Layaway. It's called Layby, um, but yeah, you can order whatever the hell you want, throw it on Layaway, pay pay monthly, and uh, st- still get uh, all the collectibles you desire. So that's that's pretty sweet, and you can still use that promo code on top of that. So. Works out for everybody. Man, you cannot beat that. Again, that's 20x20 November, 25% off your next purchase. And uh, for more information, please go to our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash junction collectibles and check out all the great items that are available. And uh, man, really, really knock yourself out this holiday season. 
please uh, check us out on social media. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew, Twitter.com slash 20x20crew, where I got to see, I won't name the account, but I got to see some account putting over footage from the collective that happened in Indianapolis really quick. Uh, I got to say, I'm all for putting talent over. But when you do it, fucking show footage of them actually executing moves properly. Don't sit there and show me some half-assed bullshit and expect people to be like, "Oh yeah, I want to go see that wrestling." No, that sucked ass. Okay, <laughs> it was a it was a mixed, it was a, it was an intergender match, and uh, I I won't even say the performers' names because I feel so fucking bad for them. But uh, the male performer was holding the hand of the female performer while she tried to scale the ropes and basically do a uh, split-legged moonsault off the top, grab grab the male performer, and do a uh, a Frankenstein,er and uh, it it was fucking absolute horseshit. So if you want to come hate tweet me about that, twitter.com slash twenty x twenty crew. Um, we are on Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our main Facebook page, our official Facebook page. But you can also come and talk to Matt and I in our very own Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20wrestlingtalk. Uh, and then, of course, our home on the web is 20x20crew.com, where you can find all of our past episodes, merchandise, and everything we have to offer in the way of professional wrestling and podcasting so enough about uh half-assed uh intergender frankensteiners <laughs> or what have you but uh i'm done i'm done and fuck you jeff jarrett and just a quick reminder also a big fuck you to bill goldberg um I'm never going to wish bad things on anybody, but seriously, please go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you. I never wanted you. Please stay away. Um, But again, ladies and gentlemen, I I digress. I am happy to always have professional wrestling. Even if it's stuff that I don't necessarily care about, there's still plenty out there. WWE, AEW, New Japan. Uh, MLW is coming back in the month of November. Yes. Uh, The Opera Cup is coming back. Yes. So tons of great stuff, tons of great independent wrestling, uh, international wrestling. You know, Triple A's back, CMLL. All of it's all of it's back. All of it, they're, they're they're doing what they can amidst a pandemic. Uh, never go through this alone. You got plenty of entertainment out there. Watch it with your loved ones. Show show uh, show uh, the, the the kids uh, the things that you grew up on and. Or things that you enjoy and may maybe make a wrestling fan out of them too. And try to make a positive out of a really bad negative. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We try to give you the best entertainment as we can every single week. Because uh, you know, as we bitch and moan about everything, as some would say. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, thanks for all the, uh, all the, all the, the critiquing. Because... Uh, it really, really feels the fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is what it is, though. Um, but uh, 
Really enjoyed this this week with you, Joe. Really looking forward to this holiday season coming up and seeing what the, how we end 2020 and world wrestling. So uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've been Matt. He's been Joe. You've been fantastic. And until next week, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring. Jeff Jericho, fuck yourself.